Josh, what have you been up to lately? Uh, I had a party that I went to last night. I have been, I don't know, just like I cleaned my house yesterday. What have you been up to? I got a tattoo. Paula, you you can't drop that heat in the first 30 seconds I of this know, episode. I know. Josh is also doing a great acting job right now. <laughs> don't show them behind the curtain. I did. I got a tattoo. I went. I have never had a tattoo. Okay. And I kind of was like, well, maybe I'll get one. And honestly, what made me be like, maybe I'll get a tattoo is my parents got tattoos. Got it. And I always, um, my parents are not, they're not like party people, but they're not like super, super strict. But I think in my head, all of my high school years, I was like, well, they're very strict. So that's why I can't do anything. Sure, (laughs) sure. I couldn't simply dye my hair pink because my parents wouldn't let me. But it's like. They probably would have. Your parents are still pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you so, sure you're ready for the responsibility of a tattoo? No. Are you not. gonna feed it and walk it every day? No. Um. So I was at sushi with my friend Tess, and then I was like, "Let's go. I'll okay. go get one right now." Sure. And I did. Wow. And we found um one very dirty tattoo place that was open. So I got a car, and we went to a very clean tattoo place that was open. There you go. Oh, Thank it was you. a spur of the moment tattoo. It wasn't even like you were. Had you been thinking about it beforehand? Um, I thought of it the day before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and not in like, oh, maybe this weekend. Like it was like, oh, that'd be kind of fun. And then I got it. Wow. I know. And I've never done anything spontaneous in my life. And now I will never have to again. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will be planned to the minute. Yes, I can continue my path. Amazing. What is your tattoo up? <gasps> okay, let's play a game where you have to guess. It's uh, a Being Earnest logo. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please don't, please, I hope it's not that. I mean, that would be amazing, but also I hope it's not. It's I, not. It's not? Um, is it? Because then you would have to get one. Yeah, right. <laughs> is it 15 cups of coffee? It is. All the way down your spine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Each vertebra? Do you like it? And they're all full. Yeah, they're all full. And when you when you turn it, actually, they spill. I don't know how they did that. It's cool. It cost yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, sure. No, I got a tiny little Lisa Simpson on my butt. <laughs> Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk about the earnest and sincere topics of the day on this, our almost award-winning podcast. <laughs> Paula, what's our topic today? The 50s. Ooh. Ooh. The 19? The 2000? <laughs> the 17? Okay. All of them. Any decade that's any ends decade. in five. The, the 50s. Like any just decade. five zero. Yeah. Any decade that Google has information on. Sure. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So, Paula, you know how there's those uh, TV shows? There was like, I love the 70s. I love the whatever. Was that like VH1? VH1. Or, I love yeah. the 90s. I love the 80s. I love the 70s. Yeah. Yes, I was obsessed. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. That is one of those shows you cannot rewatch. Really? Oh, it does. It aggressively does not hold up. I feel like like, there was a high percentage of Gilbert Gottfried. A lot of Gilbert Gottfried. I remember watching those being like, this is the pinnacle of comedy. This is the funniest thing. And then I found them on YouTube and I I went to watch them. And I mean, they are cringe city. Well, it's funny when that happens, when there's something that was so important to you. And you were like, oh, my God, this friggin killed friends all come into this room. Please watch this thing. And then you slowly that feeling of it washing over you that you're like, oh, no, I have exposed myself and others to something that is absolutely heinous. Yeah. And it's like a it's like a car crash. You can't stop. I mean, you can stop it. 
but you're like, there's a part of you holding on being like, I'm not going to stop the video because like, it definitely was good. I remember this being good. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, it's, it's, it's the same thing as like watching like a movie with your parents and suddenly there's nudity in it, you know, where you're like, I think we're better off just not acknowledging it. Big parent episode (laughs) so far. (laughs) But from what you've told me, not only does VH1 love the 50s, but you love the 50s. Well, I went through a period. I'm yeah, not sitting through- here like still being like, I love the 50s. But definitely as a kid, like as like a, uh, probably like a six, seven year old, I was very into the 50s. Interesting. And it coincides with when we got TV land and I was watching Happy Days. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It also, this explains a lot about you that like you were like, ha- Happy Days. This is what I was raised on in the same way that like I was raised on Sesame Street. And it's like very, the Muppets is a very like stupid, uh, dated, like dated, not in a like problematic way, but like wordplay in a very like yuck, yuck, yuck yeah. kind of way is very me. Yeah. Um, and I was, yeah, I was very into the fifties, but I don't think that's like uncommon. I think a lot of kids were into the fifties because the outfits. Interesting. Yeah. Like poodle skirts and poodle things skirts like- and stuff, but 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 you said sock hop, so we have to talk about what those are because I don't know. Okay, <laughs> it's some kind of dance, right? I think it's a dance, but I don't know why they're called sock hops. Um, and let's not Google it. Why do you think? Yeah, um, it feels like it was a pretty. I mean, so my view of history. I'm gonna take this big and then come back small because yeah. that's and what Josh I did. And Josh also studied history, I so did get ready, history. everyone. Get ready for my. Exce- this is not. This is gonna be a, a bitless bit of yeah. the show. <laughs> this is. <laughs> this is Professor Josh tells us something for real, and <laughs> wait, what a good segment! <laughs> Professor Josh tells us something for real. There's not a bit, and I'm you not don't allowed to, to react because then he'll get mad at me. <laughs> no, you're allowed to react, but only in wonder. Yeah, <laughs> amazement and awe. <laughs> All right, so whoa, my my thing about history is that people have always been people, <gasps> and it's like it's very easy to get into like great person theory of history that like people made decisions or like people in Shakespeare's time spoke like Shakespeare, and it's like that's not true. They were always people. They were always felt guilt. They always felt uh, anger. They always felt joy. Like the same things that make us make smart and and dumb decisions are the same things that made everyone always make smart and dumb decisions. And also I love this theory that Shakespeare is like speaking stuff in, you know, whatever Shakespearean and and the people are like, what the hell is this? This sucks. Well, bring back the old way. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, cause I mean like Shakespeare was just think about all the, like I was a theater nerd growing up. Think about going into a party. You go to a party of all theater people and they just start singing musicals. That's friggin' Shakespeare just in that time. They'd oh all be like, God. it's the, the equivalent of someone being like, I've got a guitar. I've got a piano. Why don't we sing Wicked? It's oh. like, instead of that, it's like, I've got a saucy little soliloquy that we could oh. do right now. Except women weren't allowed. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is that along with people have always been people, mm-hmm. people have always had people have always found a way to have the same amount of sex throughout history. So the fifties feel very buttoned up, but that's like, I think a sock hop was like a teen equivalent of like, it wasn't like a way to like get that 
it was it was the equivalent of like a Jane Austen like we're doing a dance and there's so much uh, sexual skin is touching yeah skin yeah. is touching but that but like sock hop is like ooh we're gonna have a dance and then we're gonna go out behind the bleachers well it's funny too because like <laughs> I was a long the, way to say that I think people fuck Josh after. this is a family pod <laughs> um it is funny because I think that um every generation thinks the generation after them are a bunch of perverts for sure and so we think looking of the at you 50s, gen z the 50s were like they're so innocent it's so everything was very precious very family focused but people were at sock ops and the chaperones were like these this is vile yeah right exactly <laughs> these guys are disgusting yeah they're doing the well i guess the twist was more the 60s but sure. people were like this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and now right. we encourage like, small children to do it. Yeah, right, 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 Exactly. Well, your theory goes directly against my theory. Okay, please. This we- is Professor Paula's disagrees with <laughs> Professor Josh's My theory segment. is everyone in the past was stupid. Oh, no, I think that that's true, we're too. We're the only smart people. <laughs> I don't, okay, that one I don't agree with. No, we're also stupid. But everyone in the past was dumb. Yeah, I... Sure. Yes. And I don't have any proof to back it up, but it is true. Yes. We uh, we people in the past had less information than people. They didn't even use soap. <laughs> so, Paula, why did they put a ding dang poodle on those ding dang skirts? I have no idea. I don't know because people didn't have dogs back then. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I need a I need a way to carry it around. Dogs are dogs are a new invention in the fifties. <laughs> Not everyone could afford to have a newfangled dog. Was was that like a brand? I, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like imagine like a Lacoste shirt, you know, with the little like alligator or whatever's. Yeah. But like, it's an enormous, enormous poodle. I mean, my most of my familiarity with poodle skirts is Halloween costumes. Sure. Like, like I wonder if they were actually a thing in the fifties, or if Halloween costumes have made them a thing. You know, if it's like one of those things that like. A few people wore. Right. So it's like, imagine like it just became quintessential for the decade, but right. it wasn't like an everyday occurrence. Right. Maybe it's like the midi silk leopard skirt of the summer of 2019. I'm sorry, what? The midi silk leopard skirt. And if you know, you know. Uh, it, it's like some people wore it, but maybe in the future it'll be like, that's all anyone wore. And it's like, that's not true. Yeah. Everyone's fingers were fidget spinners yeah. in the 2010s. And it's like, Fidget spinners were a thing for like a, a second. minute. Yeah. yeah. And everyone kind of made fun of it. Yeah. So do you think people were like, wow, poodle skirts. And then yeah. now we're like, that's all they wore for nine years straight. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Cause I think there's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I feel like every decade and spoiler alert, we're going to do every decade folks. As we run out of topics, <laughs> we'll hit up every decade, every decade. And then the pot is done. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> You heard it here for first, <laughs> folks. Once we've done all the decades, we're gonna we'll we'll hang up the old microphone, so we'll never get there because this podcast is gonna go forever. <laughs> um, I do feel like style comes and goes in like thirty year cycles because mm-hmm. I remember my dad telling me that when he was in college in the eighties. Everyone was obsessed with style from the 50s. Okay. And so, like, it almost just, like, and then it feels like when we were in college, 
roughly 30 years later than that. We were obsessed with the 80s. And then now they're obsessed with the 90s and right. the early 2000s, which, which that does It's super weird, suck. right? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of Jinkos. Yeah. Lots of, lots of LaCroix colors. Yeah. Has LaCroix always been a thing and then it just become cool again or is it a new thing? Um, is it one of those companies where it's like Yeti, where it's like always been a thing, where it's existed and then like the like people well, decided that it was a like. Like it was cool. It was cool. Uh, actually, it's been around for a while. And I know that because LaCroix is from La Crosse, Wisconsin, and I'm from right by there. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So and then it's like kind of like taken that, off. That makes sense because LaCroix means La Crosse. It would be similar. It means cross in French. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who would have thought? This is a little local thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have like vivid memories. I wasn't like, we were obsessed with LaCroix, but I just feel like LaCroix has always been around. Right. 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 So anyway, what do you think we do now that 30 years in the future, they're going to be like, they were obsessed with wearing this thing. And it's like, no one did. Uh, I mean, I guess you said fidget spinners. Yeah, fidget spinners could be one of well, them. Well, they also get decades crossed, like in the future. Right. So maybe it'll be like everyone in the 2020s wore Jenko jeans. And it's like, right. no, 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 that was 20 years before. But the past is all exists as like one blob. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Because like the thing that we actually, lots of people wore is like lots of flannel. Mm-hmm. Is like the actual That's thing. That's just because you're an improviser. Right, sure, sure. Maybe, yeah, flannel and slim fit jeans and, mm-hmm. and boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it'll be like, they wore memes and people be like, what's, what are, what are memes? Yeah. Like people in the future won't be able to understand like a, like a two dimensional internet. It'll be some like VR experience in which, and they're like, wait, you, you opened up your computer. And there was a... That's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, there was a picture of a of a dog? And you pronounced it Doge? <laughs> but see, that's even dated now. Right, yeah. Well, time, am I right? <laughs> so, Paula, you put on our list of things to talk about Dwight D. Eisenhower and then a... Then the word hot, question mark? Because I think he might have been hot. Let me look it up. <laughs> well, not, you know, no offense. I'm not saying old people can't be hot, but he, he wasn't hot older. But um, Dwight D. Eisenhower young. Um, no. Oh, wah, wah, wah. No, he wasn't ever really... Uh, he kind of always looked like a baby that had a disease put on him. He had that uh, Robin Williams disease where he gets really old really fast. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't, but I think I can... I don't know the specific reference, but I... There's that I, Robin Williams movie. Benjamin Button? No, it's opposite. <laughs> it's a real thing. Jack. Oh, Jack disease. He ages and four all times that. faster than normal because of Got Werner syndrome. Got it. Yes. Got it. Yeah, he does kind of look like... Yeah, Dwight D. Eisenhower does look like he's like a baby that's just slowly lost his hair and become like instead of boss baby, it's president. No, president baby. Yeah, president baby. Yeah. God, I bet that's in the works. Oh well, there's a boss baby television series. What? Yeah, it's very popular. Who's the boss baby? Who's the boss baby? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my Dwight D. Eisenhower fact is not actually about Dwight D. Eisenhower. It's about my 
friend's dog, whom he named Dwight D. Eisenhower legally, but everyone called him Ike. What do you mean a legal name of a dog? What are we, we talking about? Them. You put a like. There's a there's a adoption certificate where you like your dog has a legal name. I mean, I would imagine that feels messed up. So you can't just be like, I'm changing this dog's name. I mean, you can change the dog's name, but like, just like everyone else has a legal name, and you could choose whatever you want to go by. No, you can't. It's a dog. Like, to, I have a cat named Tallulah. Sure. What if I just today I was like, you know, do you know what Tallulah's name is now? Josh Linden. <laughs> that would be incredibly confusing. But I, I think I could just start calling her that. You probably like. I don't could, think there needs to be like formal paperwork, and then. Well, but when, when you adopt inev- them, didn't you have to put a name down? I don't think so. And then when she inevitably goes the way of her catorial ancestors, sure. I don't have to say this was Tallulah. I would say this was Josh Linden. <laughs> God, what a... That'd be so confusing for me. I know. Josh, yeah. get off the table. <laughs> God, Josh Linden loves Josh Linden. Oh. Well, that's not true. You do not like the cat. No, I like the cat. No, you don't really like the cat. Uh, <laughs> but it would be kind of fun because I could Just keep... put me on absolute blast here. I could keep posting pictures being like, Josh attacked me last night. I, that's not fun for me. Josh will not stop scratching and biting me. <laughs> Whenever I try to pet Josh, he gets so mad. Sometimes Josh hides under tables and hides what? behind doors and then leaps out and gets me. Wouldn't it also be more confusing because you'd be like, every time I try to pet Josh... She attacks and bites me. I would call, uh, well, yeah, I guess. I guess. Tulu could go by but he, gender's him pronouns. A construct. That's yeah. fine, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, would, I wouldn't say any pronouns. I would just say, whenever I try to pet Josh, Josh attacks. Oh, you always use the full name yeah. every time. Yeah. All right, I kind of like this. Josh, Josh Linden keeps throwing up in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I've put Josh Linden on wet food. <laughs> Josh Linden woke me up by biting me on the nose. Yeah, right. That was about the person. <laughs> no. So the movie Grease. Sure. Feels like, I mean, it's definitely 50s, right? And it's definitely like playing on a nostalgia of the 50s so that they're, they're uh, like, they're stereotypes of 50s mm-hmm. stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Things like, like the greaser mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Which again, stereotypes. So who yeah. knows if that was real? Who knows? I don't think people were drove greasers, cars in the 50s. Were greasers just like emos? No, I think they were jocks. Weren't they? Oh no, jocks I guess are different. Jocks were jocks. Oh man, this is a really good question. Uh, okay, whatever. That's breaking my brain. But yes, grease. Adults as teen actors, right? They were all over 30. Really? I they did not were, know that. Not all, but they were, a lot of them were older than we are now. Wow, because we're And we're I 15. look like a teen. <laughs> um, that's wild to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Taking jobs oldest, away from hardworking teens. Oldest teen in Greece. Okay, Stockyard Channing was 33. Whoa. Uh, Olivia Newton-John was 29. What? Mm-hmm. John Travolta was 26. Then there's, there's, well, so then this like trend, I don't know if it's a trend, but it's a thing where like adults, full on adults play teens. Sure. I was a huge Pretty Little Liars fan. Okay. And like by the end of the show, a lot of them were 30 or up. Sure. 
which is still really young. Yes. But it's not high school young. Right, right, right. You don't look, you don't look like you're a high schooler. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, there's a whole industry, especially like with the Disney Channel. Like mm-hmm. most of those people are like 35. They just look like they're 15. But then it's weird because then there's also still some 15-year-olds. Right. right, where it's like the sweet life of Zach and Cody is like actually those two like 11-year-olds and a bunch of people who look like they're 15. <laughs> and they're just like... Having kids. Right, yeah. Like, they might have obligations elsewhere. Like, Yeah, they're buying houses. They've been in and out of rehab at this point. Yeah. The the Disney path. Yeah. Um. So, what my question is, if you had to play a high schooler. Sure. What would you want to play a high schooler in? Um, can I ask a couple of questions just to narrow this down? Yeah. Um, is it, like, are we talking about me playing a high schooler in a movie that has already existed in a show that's on TV right now? Yes, it has to be an existing form of media. Okay, sure. I'm not asking you to pitch me a brand new television Sure, program. sure, 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 sure. Sure, sure, sure. But if though, you do, I though, own the rights to it. This is true. Yeah. I've signed, when we signed up for this podcast. When, when we, we signed had, up for the podcast. Yeah, uh, I signed when up. When Josh on, texted me that we're starting a podcast. Yep, and then Paula was like, let's meet. I've drawn up contracts. I've given away all my intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Paula owns all everything. All of it. Yeah. Not just if we created on this podcast. Right. <laughs> Everything I say out loud is Paula's. Mine. I get first dibs. Sure. If yeah. I don't want it, you can have it. Yeah, there's a dibs clause And in there's there. a lot of stuff I don't want. <laughs> it's very mean. Good. <laughs> I don't think I'm... I'm definitely not attractive enough, but, like, imagine being on Riverdale. Oh, yeah, those are hot teens. Right? To be on a CW show? Yeah. To be a hot teen on a CW show? Yeah. You could play like the weird teacher. Thank you. Who tries to relate to them too hard. You're proud of that one? <laughs> hey guys, are we going to the malt shop? <laughs> They're like, Mr. Al, uh, we're busy tonight. <laughs> you see them there later. <laughs> just hey guys, I saved us a seat. The, 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 the B plot, <laughs> it's just him. Him like sadly sinking, uh, si- sipping a malt that's got 15 straws in it, and it's just one straw. Hey guys, fancy seeing you at this party. <laughs> I heard you talking about it at the halls, and I knew you'd want sick Mr. L there. <laughs> Mr. L now? I'm my, the character's name, Josh Linden. <laughs> yeah, and you don't let him call you by your first name. <laughs> They're solving a murder, you pop up, you're like, hey guys, I heard we're solving a murder today. <laughs> It's never the plot of a show, so but it's always happening in the show. So what you're saying is Riverdale is happening and I'm the equivalent of Clippy. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you need some help solving this murder. <laughs> they're solving <laughs> They're solving a murder and you're like, hey guys, I heard you're solving a murder. I bought us these mics hard. <laughs> You can have a sip <laughs> while I but drink. But don't them. tell your parents. Josh, you could absolutely play a teen in Riverdale. <laughs> You're just staring me dead in the eyes right now. Um, you could play a teen in Riverdale. You you have a beard. You can't have a beard to play a teen in Riverdale. And fun fact: if I shave the beard, I do look like I'm twelve. Okay, perfect. Um, you can be the little brother in Riverdale. <laughs> gross. Um, yeah, no, I think if I played a teen character, it would have to be the... Equi- I haven't seen the OC. We'll pick up. <laughs> but it was... It, I have to be the equivalent of, like, yeah. Like, he's pretty nerdy, but, like, he's surprisingly fun to hang around. Look at his growth throughout these seasons. <laughs> and, like, to be fair, 
that's what I was like in high school. It was I was a big old nerd, and then I went to college, and the people were like, "Huh, he's surprisingly fun." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you didn't invite me to your alcohol parties, but but now I'm cool." It's a good narrative you've created for yourself. Thanks, Paula. <laughs> Who would you be in a teen show? Um. Well, now that we've created this whole one for you, I think that seems kind of fun for me. Sure. <laughs> who would you Who would you be in it? Yeah. You would be the same. Same character. Unlike you, I did not have that redemption with high schoolers. Like they were like, "Well, she's not invited to the parties," and then uh, they've they've met me when I'm older, and they're like, "Well, there's a reason we didn't invite her to those parties. <laughs> <laughs> she still sucks." So. Oh no. Thanks, Josh. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> um, I think what I would want to be was um would be like. The teen that just is at school to learn. Oh, so like as everything's <laughs> happening, you're like in the background like, ugh. I'm here to take AP English. <laughs> we have a test tomorrow. <laughs> Why are there police in our school? <laughs> We're going to be tested on this. <laughs> My parents pay for this private school. It's $50,000 a semester. I'm here to get into a good college. I don't know about you all, but I want to be in the Ivy League. <laughs> you see, What the, are we doing if not preparing for our futures? The, the like hot Riverdale girls are all like in gym class in their little outfits. Yep. And I'm in the back in like my like... <laughs> oversized shorts like trying to catch a basketball <laughs> it's not about me but i'm like back there and the dodgeball just flies in and hits you in the face <laughs> there's this whole scene happening where they're questioning where the police come in and they're questioning them about a murder but in the background paula gets hit by a dodgeball is bleeding from the nose it's like what is happening? You can't hear it. It's just someone else comes over and they're like tending to you. Like, you're like, no, I think it went into my brain. There's something wrong with me now. You have to, you have to take me to the hospital. And the gym teacher, you like grab them by the scruff of their shirt and you're like, you have to bring me to the ER. I just love this idea of like someone having a very normal existence in the background of all these. Sure. Like they're like talking about like murder in the hall and I just am in the background putting up posters for the one act play. Right. Just slowly kissing a picture in your locker. <laughs> um, that's funny. That's funny. You know, uh, just speaking of one act play, um, Oh my I God, what act plays? One act plays. I love them. I was in this wild one my freshman year. Like every year, there'd be like a one act play that you would do for the festival. Sure. Like you would like compete, and then the the spring was like the big play. So we did this one act play, and like every one act play for high schools is like insane. Yeah. It's it's oh, so over the top. Yeah. And we did this one where um it was like a family, really sweet little family scene, and um I played the daughter. And how it was supposed to go. It's like, I had the pigtails. And then, like, Nick, the, the dad, was, like, sitting on stage. And then I was like, are you coming to dinner? Mom says, don't be late again. And then I, like, he walk out and he kind of looks at me like, that's my girl. And then a doctor comes in and a doctor says, are you having that dream again? And he says, what? And she goes, your family died in a fire <laughs> 10 years ago. And then a song goes, da, 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 da. like, something, like, kind of sad. 
and we were doing it in front of the school and performing it in front of the school always sucked because it yep. was like we were always like this is good and the school was like I'd rather be I'd rather be anywhere else right <laughs> yeah, now. I would sure. rather be in calculus and I walk out and I'm like don't be late for supper and then I walk off and then the, the doctor comes in and my friend Steve was on music so she, the doctor comes in and she's like your family died five years ago but instead of cueing Steve accidentally cued the song Wipeout <laughs> so she goes your family's been dead for five years. And it goes, oh, wipe out. <laughs> and he was so shaken that he couldn't shut it off. So he's like sitting there like trying to hit it, trying to hit it. And we're crying backstage. And a wipeout played for, I mean, 15 seconds. Like, but that's a long time. Yeah, 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 which feels like forever in theater time. Yes. And everyone's just sitting on stage as it's like, Uh, yeah we also had a one act play competition but the way that it worked in my high school was first and foremost it was very much an opt-in situation like you did they, we didn't do it for the school okay so like the audience was there to watch you the uh, audience chose to come watch yes you. exactly see that feels there nice. was consent um so wh- the way that it worked was at uh in acton boxborough regional high school's proscenium circus okay which was the name of the drama club mm-hmm. um you had it was every year in school competed against each other. So it was like freshmen versus sophomores versus juniors versus seniors. And the directors and stuff like that could be older okay. or in a different grade or younger. But your whole cast had to be in that year okay. to be able to do it. That's um, fun. It was fun. And I did it the first two years. And then I didn't do it the junior and senior year. That does not seem like Josh. I know. I But it was like we just become I, I school had gotten too busy and stuff yeah. like that but we never won and we should have won i'm still angry about it well maybe it. if you wouldn't have quit this last two years yeah I know, it was kind of all on you it was yeah yeah the prodigal son left and that's what no. and they didn't even try yeah they were right like, we're they done. didn't they, yeah very hand wavy um it actually really does not sound like you to quit that seems like up your alley light competition and acting yeah right <laughs> this, yeah that's are you serious fair. are you fair <laughs> low yeah, state competition yeah, yeah yeah we um well everyone i play for high schoolers is always like um it's always like what you said where it's like we made it's this whole thing and like but look how it's a twist and it's yeah. like about society Did you guys write them no okay so we well we we got them from like those websites where it was like you can buy one act plays and they were like co- like the colored yeah. scripts you know what yeah, I mean we have those um and so it was either that or it's like normal setting wacky people yeah it rotates through like an office and yeah. it's essentially just like an improv form but written down mm-hmm. things like that so our first year it was more like that with weird characters where you played like multiple characters mm-hmm. the second time it was like basically that. a rom com did you get to kiss. I think yeah, I did. <gasps> I always wanted to kiss someone I was on the stage. Male lead wow. in that one. Yeah, but we and it was good. It was like not a stupid rom com. It was actually kind of fun and good. Yeah, but the great above us wrote a. They wrote a play about like it was like one of those like very quintessential high school about being in, um, in high school like the mm. like eleventh grade. Mm called the big 11 that's how you automatically and then they win. did a whole thing and like that's the one that they took to state play festival and like they automatically won and like the guy who wrote it is a very nice guy and he uh works for click hole and it's all it's all good he's a very talented person but um he, it was just like we would have won yeah 
we would have won if not for like, oh, of course they wrote like they wrote their own thing and it was good. Yeah. And I, for one, think it's cool. You're still carrying this with you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's not a chip on my shoulder at all. And I don't think about it every time I perform. Josh, here's a game. Okay. What if we wrote our own high school one act play right now? <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so for people who were not involved in this. The quintessential, so there there are the comedies, which were really ridiculous. Yeah. But the the majority of them are incredibly overdramatic. Sure. Incredibly overdramatic. So what is ours feature? Mm. I think it has to be about, um, oh, also another thing they love is old age makeup. Oh, yeah. Like really like dark rhymes. old age makeup. Yeah. So I think it has to be a group of elderly people. Well, but it's got to be, the whole thing is a frame tale. Too, because mm-hmm. you have to. It's one of those things and where, like, I know what that means, but you tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the other big part of a one act play for high schoolers is that you have to be able to accommodate a cast of like twelve and up. Yes. So what it is is that it starts with old people, mm-hmm. but it's a frame tale is where like it's a flat. It's all within the frame of the old people, and you flash back to them being yes. young. Yes, because there has to be a role for the hot girl that the director wishes she was. Mm. to have at least that's my experience yes yeah and the the hot girl can't wear old age makeup no the hot girl no, no, has to no, look no. hot no 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 the character actors wear old age makeup okay sure. so it's a group of old people yes but there's flashbacks to them being very hot and young and yeah. young 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 and also it's a chance. maybe a flashback to the 50s flashback to the 50s yep and because then it's it, it's it's like oh this is like not only young hot people but young hot people in period yeah they're wearing poodle skirts <laughs> yep the the sets were always deeply depressing the oh, yeah, sets for sure. were always like a couple of those like big wooden boxes that yeah, you yeah the black around. boxes that are yes. slightly chipping yes so okay so it's a bunch of old people it's okay here's what it is it's uh <laughs> An old couple on their deathbed together. Sure, like the notebook. The notebook. And it keeps flashing back to when they were young. Yeah. And that gives a chance for a kissing scene between the two hot ones. Yep. And for the old character the character actor high schoolers to be a little jealous. Yes. To be like, sure. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And also there's that's a chance for like overdramatic tears. Oh, for sure. It's there's also a great opportunity for like the young, like that was my best friend, and like the like zany best friend who's got the B yeah, plot. Yeah, it's a little Citizen Kane if Citizen Kane was written by a robot. Sure, <laughs> it's like we've uh, taken the Notebook, Citizen Kane, and um, mm-hmm. like a couple other of those movies and run them through an AI. Yes, that yes programmatically generates like like. Oh no, you have to go to war. Yeah, that's it. And the character actors, the character actors, they're not playing like a 90-year-old re- realistically. Oh. They're like this. Oh boy. Yeah, exactly. And it's there's no And they're not on their deathbed. They're in an old folks home. Right, they're in an old folks home and there's with all, all their, their friends. With all their friends. Yes, yes. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're four. picking up on a funny four There's of four them. of them and mm-hmm. then the four it's about they're two couples and it's about how those two couples came together. Yes. But it started out that the other cut co- they were flipped where they were dating the oh. other way in high school, but then they ended up with the people that they love because there's the drama and there's the kissing for everyone. Yes, 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 except for the character yeah. actors. Additionally, it's not just set in the 50s and the flashbacks. We have to go through their lives so that they can hit every decade. Yes. So it starts and in like... Then there's a role for them to have a kid, which is where you put the freshman who wants yes, to be involved. Yes, exactly. The, mm-hmm. o- the freshman who is like clearly the best actor there, yeah. but doesn't have any of the seniority to be the lead. Right, 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 right. Um, I love that they're also when they're old. It's also that, but like they're still able to like stand up and sit down immediately. Yeah. Like young people. 
And there has to be one wacky. Okay, here's what else. There's a wacky friend who uses a lot of puns. Yep. A very high school joke. But then that's a symbolism for war. So they go off to war and they don't come back. Yeah, that one doesn't come back. That one doesn't come back. And it really affects them. It really affects them. But that was their comedic. Relief. Yeah, Relief. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, no. Paula, it's the little brother. Who's the fun one? The little uh, brother's a fun one. <laughs> but yeah. then he goes to war and dies. <laughs> well, it's I don't over think they explicitly say that. But they, it's like very no, clear. No, it's like Jojo. It, it was before. Where's Jojo? <laughs> where's Jojo? He should be home by now. And I'll tell you what. Where's Jojo? All right, this the, is the, where the it happens. The play is called Where's Jojo? One of those old people has dementia or something. Oh, for sure. And it's And the acting could not be worse. Yep. And then this is how they... By telling the story, it's just a ripoff from the notebook. More like by telling the story, they're able to come back to like uh, lucidity, like sanity, yep. and they yep. and they share one last moment of all. Like, all together. Oh, also, like, all four of them, one of them has dementia. Yeah. One of them's lost a limb. Yeah. One of them, like, uh, it's just, like, down Everyone the, has something. something. Everyone's <laughs> and got, not realistic. Yeah, not at all. One of them's taking pills. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last, here's the last scene. Sure. The because it always ends like this. There's a moment, a spotlight on the one with dementia sitting there reflecting. The partner comes back in. They hold hands for a second. Slow fade to black. Slow fade to black. Yeah. <laughs> always. What's it called? What's it called? Uh, uh, it's called like uh, True Memories. Yeah, something like that. Or it's like... Uh... It's an, the name of the song that will be the motif through the whole thing. And it's a made-up song. Yeah, right, <laughs> Or it's, right. like, it's like a song that's like um, rights-free. Yeah, right, 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 right. It's, like called, it's called Camp Town Races. Yeah, right, right, sure, 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 sure. This uh, is good. It's I like my country, tis of thee. screaming at each other. Oh, it's called my country, tis of thee. It and is. And they keep saying it's a comment on war. Yeah, right, but exactly. It's but it's not. It's very, like, very liberally doused on top, sprinkled on top of the whole thing. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, God. Is this good audio? This is. I think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Paula, have you ever had a TV dinner? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I run a blog about lean cuisines. Oh, fair. Yes. Yeah, fair. Fair, fair, fair. I, I eat TV dinners all the time. Well, it's funny to, like, TV dinner is a very specific term for a very specific, like, era. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also... So when you say TV dinner, what I picture is, like, frozen meal. Right. And then there's, like, the main, and there's two little sides, and a little dessert in there. Right, right. But it's I like, do think lean cuisine does count, because otherwise, right, where do we draw the line? That's what I'm saying, is that, like... Trader Joe's, like the like chicken tikka masala that you get and you yeah. microwave, is that just a TV dinner? Because it's yeah. got separate compartments and it's got a little thing you puncture the, it steams itself. Oh my god! Yeah, we don't grow. We never grow. We're just re the the market just corrects for the for the words that we want to use. Yeah, you think you're making tiki masala, but you're making a TV dinner. I'm bud. making a. You're making a fun TV dinner. Yeah, Trader Joe's is a TV dinner place. Yeah. Oh my god! I think it's great. I love it. It's very good. Oh, have you ever? I uh, I feel like a TV dinner though is very like you're sitting in front of the couch. There's a foldable like table that you put in front of it. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You the put TV tray, the TV tray kind of thing, and you're all sitting there watching. I love Lucy. Oh, but like I love Lucy. Like a third of the country would watch that live. 
the ratings on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we talk about, and I mean, if you read like TV blogs and things like that, like no one, even Game of Thrones, like doesn't get the ratings that a show with from too the, many options. There's too many there options. Were four things on television, and one of them was static. Right, 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 exactly. And even versus like stuff from the early 2000s, the 90s, like early Survivor seasons, mm-hmm. things like that. I Love Lucy was like legitimately a third of the country. Everyone well, who had and, a TV was watching it. And I, I think to this day, proportion was, and I'm not, I don't feel like looking this up, so don't, do not quote me. Um, but I think proportion wise, the episode where she had the baby was, is still one of the most watched proportion of the country wise episodes of television of all time. Really? Mm-hmm. And you know, it was also a first, I, I love, I love Lucy. Like I sure. went through like an epi- uh, period of course of that, but I think she's like, make sure to listen to Paula's spinoff podcast. I love, I love Lucy. <laughs> oh, that's really fun. Um, <laughs> she's, she was a, she was a genius and like, yeah. what a cool feminist yeah. move. And, uh, it was, it was a big for a couple of reasons and like, um, but one of them was, it was the first time that a married couple slept in the same bed on television. Ooh. So before, in the first couple seasons of I Love Lucy, it would be like, good night, lamp, lamp on the other side, two separate beds. Sure, two but twin beds. Two twin beds. But then they slept in the same bed and people were like, scandal. Interesting. <laughs> the scandal. Um, let me ask that you this, French. Paula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the French people who watch I Love Lucy. The scandal. Oh, the scandal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it didn't, let's say you didn't have to talk about it with your partner, mm-hmm. would you, mm-hmm. by preference, sleep in the same bed, sleep in two twin beds, or sleep in two completely separate rooms? Two two completely separate rooms. Really? 100%. 100%. 100%. Having separate bedrooms, mm-hmm. you both say goodnight, you high five, and then you go yep. into your individual rooms. Yep. Yep. I like a little space. Sure. You know? I don't like to be touched. Sure. Sure. <laughs> what would you pick? I think I would want, I think I would want the same bed. I think I would want the same bed or like the same bed where we'd be like, all right, well, we've had cuddle time and now I'm going to press a button and the beds will separate and we'll both have queen beds and then we can figure it out from there. Dream world, separate bedroom, separate apartment, separate home, <laughs> separate home. No, just kidding. But I don't like to be touched and I do like my own space. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch my stuff. Don't and my, my stuff, stuff includes me. Don't touch me. <laughs> um, now, you know, what would be funny is, if- which is interesting because you, you are a big hugger. I know. I know. Look, when I'm going to sleep, I just want to lay awake. I want to watch my forensic files. I want to read about unsolved murders from the medieval times up through the 1990s. I like to be so terrified that I stay awake till two. I like to send you panicked links with no context. <laughs> and I, then I want to eventually fall asleep. I want to sleep for four hours. And I, then I want to live off coffee. That's my routine. That's my self-care. <laughs> <laughs> and in 2020, this is what we're all striving for. This is being self-care. a working woman in America. <laughs> Um, do you know what would be so funny? Is what, if, Paula? Is if we had never gotten past the married couples in separate beds, but TV had still progressed with everything else. So sure. it's like Walter White is like making meth on television and Game of Thrones is like nudie nudie love scenes. And then at the end they're like, well, good night. Good night, and father. Everyone, everyone gets in their separate bed. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like a well-known thing. 
and it wasn't funny and like it's one of those like cultural norms that like nobody thinks to change it <laughs> right right it's like it's taboo wait it's just like for some reason it's taboo like everyone knows everyone's doing it for example no one on tv goes to the bathroom right right because it's like it's only you only do it if you're doing it for a joke and for yeah. a gag yeah right but like we all are we've all suspended our disbelief that people in tv shows and movies do sometimes have to poop yeah what if it was like that with beds and the only whenever they wanted to do a bed gag it was just that they were in twin beds <laughs> and we not all not even a gag not even a gag. Serious conversations. You're watching Ozarks. I've never seen Ozark. Me neither, but I but know I'm it's assuming, got Jason Bateman. I think there's a married couple in it. Yes, I think so. I think it's Jason Bateman, and I think he's married. Yeah, with to Laura Linney. I, I want to say. I think it's Laura and Linney. And they're in. They're like fighting about it, and they're like, "You keep being an Ozark." What if marriage Stop story? Being an Ozark, <laughs> and then they go, "Good night." And then each has a little lamp by their separate twin beds. What if in Marriage Story, which again I still haven't seen, and I'll tell you what movie I'm never going to see. Marriage Story. Marriage Story. Little Women. We'll never see either. No interest. <laughs> Little women's very good. I don't want to see it. I don't like period yeah, pieces. Okay, so so um, marriage story. They're like, you never sleep in the twin bed next to mine. <laughs> that's the fight. But Little Women, they're all in the same bed. And that's what makes them... Uh, they're so small. Quirky. Yeah. They're so little. I will say that movie is very good, but Laura Dern's whole character is just walking into rooms and being like, wow, my little women. Is she the mom? <laughs> yeah, she's the mom. And that's all the mom does. So, Paula, I'd like to talk about a different 50s. The 1850s. Oh, now we're talking. Hell yeah. Party decade. It only decade. took us an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's say everything we know about the 1850s. Yeah. Let's just do that. Let's just off the top of our domes. Mm-hmm. Slash this article from Wikipedia that I found. Oh, I haven't looked. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, in this article, you know what state became a state? Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota became a state. And in the 1950s, Alaska did. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow, what a big decade for you. (laughs) The two places I alternatively say I'm from, depending on who I'm talking to. (laughs) There's also a lot of like... In the world, lots of uh, imperialism, people putting down rebellions. But we're not going to talk about that on this podcast. No, and I think it, it, an hour in, we should acknowledge that uh, the 1950s did suck. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're talking about the cultural, the pop culture portrayal of the 50s. Sure. Like, the 50s sucked. It's, it was terrible for everyone who wasn't a white man. Yeah, horrible. And, and uh, sorry, I should say, like... A, a straight white man. Straight, Anglo-Saxon... Wealthy... Uh, Protestant man. Protestant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was universally terrible, but I do think it's weird that we have so much romanticism pop culture wise. Yeah. Uh, I remember as a kid being obsessed with the 50s and talking to my grandma about it and my grandma said, well, you know, it wasn't that, it was horrible for women. Yeah. Shutting it down. Yeah. Like it was, it was terrible for everybody. Yeah, for Except for like a very specific type of person. Oh yeah. And there's like a reason why the civil rights movement happens. Yeah. Starting then. Yeah. 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 Neither one of us would do too well. But also in the 1850s, the first safety elevator was installed by Alicia Otis. Oh, a woman? No. And also in the 1850s, Millard Fillmore was president. (laughs) Okay. Now that's a guy who sucked. Yeah, for sure. Like- 
He was pre- the last Whig president, and he was born in a log cabin, uh-huh. and uh, absolutely pro-slavery, and was a terrible, terrible person. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and like comes at a time right before the Civil War. Yes, but he was he was everybody hated him. Sure, he did a terrible job. And no one's heard of him now. So that means you can go ahead and be a piece of crap in your life and no one will remember you in 150 years. All I think about with Millard Fillmore is that I think it was maybe Animaniacs made a joke Mm -hmm. where he was a duck named Mallard Fillmore. That's a good joke. Which is just a killer joke. That's a good joke. Perfect joke. You know what else happens? You know who sneaks in right at the end of the decade here? Right at the end of the 1850s. In November of 1859... A little guy by the name of Charles Darwin published a little book that might rattle a few cages. Never heard of him. <laughs> the Origin of Species was uh, was published. Whoa! <laughs> all these, all my science heads out there are flipping out. Flipping out! Did you know there was a major heist and somebody stole all the birds? That not Charles Darwin, but a little a little knockoff, a second Charles Darwin, got. Like that he he stuffed and yeah. had? And somebody stole them all and turned them into fishing lures. Whoa. It was a it was one of the biggest, biggest heists. And it was like by like a college student in England. There's this American life about it. I'll post it if I remember it. Amazing. Paula, do you think you could live the life of a gentleman burglar? hundred percent. I think I'd be a good burglar. <laughs> I'm not very graceful. Um, but in fact, I'm almost so loud that they wouldn't suspect me. Right, sure. They'd <laughs> be like, I'm coming to burgle you now. Yeah. yeah. The Art Institute's like, oh, oh Paula. I she would... pays her membership dues. <laughs> See, I want to, it's that interesting, like, old timey kind of like approach to it where it's like, it's a crime unless you did it as an art form. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, oh, he stole priceless art. But that scallywag, you got to give him credit. <laughs> the way that the panache with which he did it. He really pulls off a turtleneck. Would you like to be a gentleman burglar? This I, has been on your mind because you were texting me about it yesterday. Yes, well, I wore a turtleneck for the first time in public and was like, I feel like a burglar. <laughs> um, I'd like to live the lifestyle of a gentleman burglar, but much like you, I would be racked with pain and guilt uh, and anxiety around the fact that someone might be able to trace things i i think i would like i think you can't you can't be a gentleman burglar in now times yeah because there's too much dna evidence and too many ways to get caught and we're not sneaky enough if we started a little gentleman burglar company we're not sneaky (laughs) the gentleman burglar company yeah the gentleman burger company okay um we're not sneaky enough right exactly i would end up leaving behind like gum on the scene you know like dna yeah you would you would be touching stuff Left and right. They'd right, get right. your fingerprints immediately. But we drop our license, like our driver's license around. So like, yeah, yeah it was me. I wrote <laughs> on the wall. Um, I th- Sign I th- it. Yeah, I think that I, but if we were in the 1850s, let's say, I think I could be like the gentleman burglar of Paris. Like being the like, the American who's in Paris and they call him like, uh, he's got some kind of like. Yeah. Like the American alley cat or whatever, like some kind of like nickname where you're like, that doesn't make any sense. I think also in our heads, we're both a lot more cool and graceful. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. We'd break in and trip through the window. Right. But I would argue that, uh, there's a lot more margin for error. Sure. Sure. Cause like they don't have electricity yet. I People don't think. People were dumb. They hadn't figured yeah. out electricity. Right, they hadn't figured out how to stop burglars yet. Yeah. 
Just a stern slap on the wrist. Oh, I think this is fun. That's what we do with our time travel. <laughs> Steal stuff. So there was one other really big cultural thing that happened in the 1850s in the English language. What? In 1855, it's the first time the word girlfriend appears in writing. Oh, that's weird. And then it takes until 1856, the next year, for the term boyfriend to show up. Oh. So let's unpack this a little bit. Do you think it was used in a romantic term? You would think, right? Maybe. Maybe. Or, yeah, I was always confused by uh, when I was a kid, when people would be like, I'm going out with my girlfriends. Yeah. Whatever. And be like, but you're married. Yeah. Great joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a this is a good question. I um it's funny to think that like that was ever happened and people were like, What? Well, I guess the like less funny real answer that I'm thinking of right now is that like people probably didn't date until then. Like you were just like You just met someone married. and got married to them. Yeah. 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 Or you were given to someone to get married. Yeah. So Sold like dating becomes a thing, I guess, at that point. Yeah. Well, did they use like the word like bow? You know, mm. paramour. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Fuck, buddy. <laughs> Fuck, boy. Bleep all these. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder if it was just like, what if it was only embarrassing pet names? Mm. Being like, oh, like, and like, hello, my name is Jebediah Stevenson, and this is my Fufu Bunny Snookums. Right. I love Olivia it. or whatever you like. Ew. <laughs> yeah, but I also think This is my little love bucket. They didn't have to worry about it as much cuz uh cuz women couldn't really leave the house much. Oh yeah, for sure. So you probably didn't have to introduce them to very many people. Right, but they did but the term girlfriend was first, not boyfriend. Mm. They should call each other each other scrubs. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for I us. I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you as always, thank you as always for tuning in for another week. Before we go, though, we have our signature segment, Earnest Moment of the Week. Imatra! This one is from a listener from our live show, and so if it was you, let us know. This one comes from a listener from our live show. At El Habanero, a baby was crying, and the mom looked embarrassed. I assume El Habanero is a restaurant. So baby crying in a restaurant. Uh, the woman who worked there walked over and started baby talking to the baby and asked to pick them up and she did and the baby stopped crying and everyone was giggling Aww. Aww. some people are so good with babies yeah I wish I could you know who else is like that who Barack Obama yes I have seen pictures of that unbelievable unbelievable what a cool power yeah well because we're all babies and <laughs> um, well you know what they say it takes a Tex-Mex restaurant to raise a child. <laughs> um, I have one. This says, I watched season one of you in one sitting and really enjoyed it. I'm halfway through season two now. Ooh. Oh, a bingey. A bingey watchy. Listen to that binge boy. Binge boys. If you have earnest moments of the week, you can always send them to us. You can do that uh, at our email, beingearnestpod at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Or you can send it to us on social media. We're at Being Earnest Pod, wherever you think 
to find us, we're probably there. Or you can just uh, shout it into the ether and we'll probably hear it. Yes. Uh, we want to give a big thanks to Ryan Cruz for our beautiful logo. You can follow her on Instagram at, at @rbcruiser. Also, uh, Dylan Dutch designed our theme song. He's wonderful. Designed our theme song? Well, he did. <laughs> and you can follow him at, at Dylan Dutch on Twitter, D-O-E-T-C-H. And until next week, just remember that when you're in old age makeup, on stage, in a fake nursing home, that our country and our hearts tis of thee. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Have a good week.